Are you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply? Then you, lovely person, are in the right place because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm really pleased that you're here. Now, I've got two big anniversaries happening at the beginning of May and I knew that it was going to be the third anniversary of the Grow Your Private Practice Club. But I hadn't realised that four years ago I opened the free Facebook group, which is no longer available, so don't go go and look for it. Um, To be honest, I've probably been doing this, and by by doing this, what I mean is helping counsellors to get more clients really for five years because before I started the group I'd also coached other counsellors helped them to make websites and I also ran the Lincoln Counsellors Network for four years as well but what I'm going to do is I'm taking starting the free Facebook group as a starting point for this business so yeah that was in May 2017 which was four years ago now this realization really stopped me in my tracks Because you know how it is. You're kind of merrily going along, getting on with your business, getting on with your life. But how often do we actually stop and take a step back and really explore how far we've come? And that's what I'm going to do today, because this is what's recently happened for me. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my journey. And that's what I've done. So today I'm going to share with you a little bit about my journey and four things that I've learned in four years working with therapists. I started my business in May 2017, so four years ago, and I launched the Grow Your Private Practice Club a year later in May 2018, so three years ago. And boy, when I looked back, I realised actually how much that I've achieved. So here are some of the things that I've done. Now, I've produced a successful and highly engaged Facebook group. So my Facebook group was, was, I have to say, I used to love my Facebook group. It had over 6,000 people in it. I've been saying for ages that it was over 4,000, but I just checked it and actually it was 6.1K. So that's quite a lot of people. I closed it in March 2020 for lots and lots of reasons, but mainly because I wanted to devote and focus my time on the Grow Your Private Practice members. But I did, I really loved that group. Over the last four uh, four years, I've learned how to go live, and this was a massive thing for me. Do, Do not underestimate how big this was for me. I think it's easy from the outside looking in at someone that goes live to imagine that it's really easy for them to do or to imagine that they've got loads and loads of confidence. Well, I'm here to tell you that very, very often it's simply not the case. And I know this both from my own experience and from talking to lots of other people about it. So if you take me, for example, all of my life, I've suffered with really bad eczema. So much so that I've been hospitalized with it And I've even been registered disabled with it. 
So yes, a little bit more than a rash. Now, thankfully, it's been in control for most of the last few years, but it still affects me every day of my life. And as you can imagine, this has knocked my self-esteem and knocked my confidence enormously. So the idea of being on camera, it wasn't, it wasn't just a scary thing. It absolutely, completely filled me with dread. But I didn't really want to have to, you know, to have that stop me from doing things like going live and, you know, stop me from doing, you know, being more successful. So back in the days of Periscope, I don't know if you remember Periscope. Periscope was uh, you would just go live. It was a simple way of going live. A friend encouraged me to go live with them. And I have to say, being scared doesn't even begin to cover how I felt. I was absolutely terrified. And, oh, to say that I went out of my comfort zone is a, it's a massive understatement. Trust me about this. But I did it. And I I persevered with it. And it's true, it does get easier as you go along. Later, I used to do weekly live calls in the free Facebook group. So it kind of made me get more comfortable in front of the camera. But that said, I'm just really not natural in front of the camera. I get really nervous. I get really anxious. Even now, and I've been doing it, I do it a lot. I tend to talk too fast. My mind goes blank. I have a running commentary in my own head from my inner critic that I'm boring and that nobody's interested. And oh my God, what do you look like? Your hair's like this. And why didn't you pluck your eyebrows? And, you know, the list goes on. And yeah, even right now, especially right now, as I'm talking about myself. So as I'm speaking now, I feel really anxious about it because I'm not used to talking about myself very much. Now I'm working on this constantly constantly and consistently. But if you feel something similar, remember you can take back control. You don't have to let it take over your life and and stop you from being successful. It's something that you can work on. So something else that I did, I did coaching packages. So I worked with some amazing clients. I used to do six-week packages. And I also... um, took a course all about how to produce programs. And then I produced a program, which was all about helping counsellors to use Facebook to attract clients. And that program was fantastic. I learned so much about so many different things. Now I've done some speaking gigs. I've done some in person. So I did the BACP conference for, I think it was a new new counsellors conference. And I did the Counsellors Together First UK conference, which was great. Again, was I good at it? Well, both of them were new to me. I'd like to think if I did it again now, it'd be completely different and I'd be lots better. But I did it. And it's that stepping out of your comfort zone and actually having done it that means that you've got the confidence to do something like that again. I've done online speaking gigs. So a few weeks ago, I spoke to over 100 delegates over on online events. And if you're interested, I'm actually doing a a workshop for them in a a few weeks. It's called Three Surprising Reasons That You're Struggling to Get Clients and How to Fix Them. So so that's going to be on the 15th of June 2021. And I'll share a link with that, uh, a link to that below this recording if you're interested. 
I've also produced courses. So I produced a course called Blogging with Confidence, which I put together just before I opened Grow Your Private Practice. And that course has since been updated and is now a part of the Private Practice Success Roadmap, which is a series of foundational courses in the club. So I've produced and made courses and I'm still producing and making courses and I'm learning more every single time that I do it. And I think that's an important thing. You don't do a course and just suddenly know what you're doing. You do a course and the next time you go do a course, it's just a little bit better. And the next one's just a little bit better than that. And over time, you gradually get better and better and better. I started the Grow Your Private Practice Club and this is a membership. And this is the scariest thing to do because I'm not one of those techie minded people. I'm kind of I kind of know what I know. It's a little bit like driving. I can put the petrol in the car, but I couldn't change a tire or anything like that. So I I know what I know about techie things. So starting a membership, there was loads of stuff that I didn't know and I had to learn how to do. And yeah, I was a little bit, little bit scared, well out of my comfort zone. But you know what? I'm a really tenacious bugger. and, (laughs) And I knew that if I wanted to do it, and I did want to do it. I felt really passionate about doing it. I felt, I felt passionate because the, the membership for me is all about helping as many counsellors as possible to find success. And for me, success is about, it's about freedom, actually. I see success as freedom. If you're successful and you have a business, then that's going to bring you money. You can work the hours that you want. You can go on holiday when you want. To me, that's all about freedom. So I realized that doing courses wasn't really the right thing for me to do. And there are two reasons, really. I mean, the first one is that producing standalone courses or programs or doing coaching was great. But I think it's difficult to just do like pick one thing to do because everything kind of fits together in marketing. Everything's connected to everything else. So I'd written a course on blogging, but that to make the most out of a blog, you need to have a niche so that you know who the blog's going to be read by, which leads to things to do with messaging and branding and how to share it on social media and how to how to make a website and how to add it to your website. So can you see how they're all interlinked? So people might need more than one course or program to kind of cover all of these different things. And I think that makes it less accessible for people, which is obviously the opposite of what I wanted. I wanted to help really as many people as I could. And the second reason is for me to be able to earn an income, because of course I've got a life here. I've got to keep a roof over my head. I've got to, you know, feed the dog and (laughs) all of the things. So I have to earn a living. And for me to earn an income from producing courses, then the courses would have had to be a few hundred pounds each for people to buy. And I know that this would mean that many people might not be in a position to afford them. And that really bothered me. You know, ultimately, my passion is helping counsellors that struggle with fears around marketing to build a successful practice. And of course, success is whatever that means to you. That could be a few clients a week or it could be a full-time practice and even diversifying. If if someone only wants a few clients a week, they probably wouldn't want to pay individually for several courses on all aspects of marketing, which are all several hundred pounds. 
So it didn't feel right to me. It just didn't feel right to me or the clients that I wanted to serve. So I landed on the idea of starting a membership site. And membership sites, they're really popular now. There are lots of membership sites on every sort of thing you can think of. You know, there's membership sites for knitting and for music and for playing the drums and all sorts of things. And there's lots to do with marketing. And it's really popular now. But when I started, it was just starting to get a little bit more popular. And I looked into it and I thought, God, this is just what I need. This is perfect because I could produce all the information that people need and you counsellors can access it in a, in a far more affordable way. So you pay every month and currently that's just £35 a month. So that includes everything that you need. So bingo, <laughs> that was perfect for me. So members get an affordable way to learn and be supportive. I get to share my knowledge and also bring in an income that I need. So yeah, the Grow Your Private Practice Club was born three years ago and I love it. What can I say? Now, ultimately, I really want more people to stop struggling alone and feel comfortable to go and see a counsellor. So I think that us as counsellors can help to make that happen through our marketing. We can help people to access counselling through the way that we present ourselves on social media and in our websites and on directories. And that's why I'm a bit, frankly, obsessed with counsellors having a more human face on and being more relatable. Because I think in our training, we talked that we have to be a blank canvas. We have to kind of hide ourselves away. And I completely agree that in the counselling room, yes, yes, you do have to, you know, it's not about you. It's about the client, isn't isn't it? And I think that's absolutely fair enough. But when it comes to marketing your practice and when it comes to attracting people to come and see you, people will be more likely to come and see you if they see the real you, which is a lovely, nice, warm, welcoming, friendly person, rather than a professional counsellor with a capital P and a capital C. That's kind of a bit austere and a little bit, a little bit scary. With this in mind, actually, I actually did a short survey. Um, It was probably, what, two years ago? Maybe a little bit more now. I can't remember exactly. So I did this survey and there was a few hundred people took part in it. And it was all about looking at the public perception of counselling. And I called it therapy rebrand because I had this idea that therapy should have a rebrand. So the therapy rebrand idea was born, I guess. So this survey turned out to be a real eye-opener. And I say a real eye-opener, a lot of the findings probably won't surprise you, but it kind of still surprised me at the extent of fear that people still feel around counselling. So many people were really fearful of counselling. So many people see counselling as meaning that you've failed in some way. And some people see it as kind of a source of punishment And it's only to be used as a last resort. So you only go to counselling if somehow you failed in life and there's nothing else that you could possibly do. I personally find this heartbreaking. I think it's heartbreaking that people won't come to counselling because of some of these fears. And I think that counselling as a profession can change this. And everything I do works towards making counselling more accessible for people. 
Now, if you're interested in the Therapy Rebrand webinar, it's available for free. If you just have, just check out janetravis.co.uk slash webinar, or I'll put a link below this and you'll be able to go and have a listen to that. Now, something else that I did, I can't, I still can't believe it, but something I did was I wrote a book. Yes, it was, it's the Grow Your Private Practice book. It was launched December 2019 after the best part of a year that was spent <laughs> on the blood, sweat and tears that it took to produce it. And trust me, there were a lot of tears involved. Now, I didn't do it all by myself. I did have a book coach. I had Dale Darley who helped me with it. Thank you, Dale. Literally couldn't have done it without her. And do you know what? A quick word about <laughs> a quick word about imposter syndrome. If you think you get imposter syndrome, just try writing a book because my God, it really, really, really came and bit me. Now, the book's actually in three parts. So the first part is a quick start section. So that's about how to get started quickly without the need of a website. The second part's all about mindset because mindset is, mindset's the thing that's going to hold you back far more than the practical things ever will. And it ends with a more practical section. And you can find the Grow Your Private Practice book on Amazon. Again, I'll link it below if you're interested. So yeah, I wrote a book. Who can believe it? I can barely believe it myself. And the most recent thing I did is this. It's the Grow Your Private Practice show, the podcast. Now, at the time of recording this, my coach pointed out to me that my little podcast has reached number eight in the UK marketing podcast, podcast charts, which is absolutely unbelievable. So if you are a regular listener, I want to say an absolutely massive thank you for listening. It really does mean the world to me. The thing about producing podcasts is it's a funny thing, really, because I sit here and I'm literally just, you know, all it is, is me chatting away to myself. And the problem, the difficulty for me is I've got no idea how they're being received. So I don't know whether you like them, whether you hate them. I've got no idea how it goes down apart from the download numbers. So when I get a message with some feedback, I'm always totally delighted. So if you've ever contacted me or shared, shared an episode on social media, thank you so, so much. It means more than you'll ever know, because I just sit here talking and blathering, <laughs> blathering away and hoping that it's helping people. And of course, you never actually know. So I'm always actually interested in what would you like to hear? What would you like to hear on this podcast? So if there's something you'd like me to cover, just let me know. And if I can, I'll do a podcast on it. And while we're on the subject, actually, I keep, I keep forgetting to do this. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be absolutely amazing if you'd leave a review. So um, yeah, I forget to do this every single time, but yeah, it, it would just take a few minutes and I'd, I'd love it if you did. So if you do, thank you very much. So as you can see, when I looked back at what I've achieved over the last four years, I was pretty amazed at what I achieved. I mean, it's, it's quite a lot. Now, I'm not saying this to show off, although maybe a little bit, but really what I'm doing is I want to make a point because we, are, we often progress far more than we give ourselves credit for. And I bet it's the same for you. I bet if you look over the last year, or even over the last six months, but look over the last six months, last year, the last you know two years, the last five years, and just have a bit of a think about some of the things that you've achieved, either in your business, in your life, or both. 
because you'll probably be surprised. So this links me nicely into the four things that I've learned in four years of working with counsellors. And the first couple come under the heading of unrealistic expectations. So the first one is an unrealistic expectation around time. Now, as a counsellor, I'm sure that you take your counselling very seriously, but you might not take your marketing quite as seriously. And as such, you might underestimate the time that it's going to take for you to do your marketing activities. So this could mean that there's an expectation that you can do all of your marketing a lot quicker than it's actually possible to do. Or it could be underestimating the amount of time it takes getting established in practice. Now, we've all seen those people in counselling groups that say all they have is a directory entry and they're at capacity or that they or that they don't do any marketing. It's all about word of mouth. I bet you've seen that. So now I would say good for them. If that's true for them and they don't do any marketing, well, I'm going to take my hat off to them. But I want you to know that this just isn't normal. It's not normal for you to get loads and loads of clients without doing anything. So I suggest that if you see something like that, when you're on Facebook or wherever, just mentally wish them well and move on because seeing those sorts of things can have a really detrimental effect on you. There's lots and lots of factors involved in running a business. So there's factors like who it is that you're trying to attract. How much time can you dedicate to it? How much money can you invest? How much experience do you have? Have you had a previous, a previous business? And do you have a supportive network, network around you? I didn't. It makes a real difference. So if you've run a business before and you've got some time and you've got some money to invest and you've got a success, a, a supportive network around you, then it's going to take you a lot less time to get established than if you're working full time, you've maybe got kids, maybe, I mean, I was a single parent. It may be that you're starting from scratch with no supportive network and you're both time and cash poor. That was me, <laughs> the second one. Comparisons will literally do you no good at all. Now, I actually did um, a whole episode about this, episode 38, called How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Other Therapists. So if you do struggle with this, please go and have a listen, because comparisons are, uh, there's no point to them. It gets you nowhere. Now, you have a limited amount of time, so use it wisely. So, for example, only be on one social media platform. It's going to save you time and you're going to get better results. So make time to focus on your marketing. The more time you can invest, the quicker that you're going to see the results that you want. Now, the second thing is unrealistic expectations you have on yourself. Now, in the world, do you know what? I'm absolutely obsessed with Rag and Bone Man at the moment. So in the words of Rag and Bone Man, you're only human. In fact, I have a saying, human first, counsellor second. And being human, that means that you are going to self-sabotage. Yep, you are. You're going to get struck by perfectionism, procrastination, shiny object syndrome, imposter syndrome, all the syndromes. You might have fears. You might have a fear of being visible, a fear of failure, fear of success. 
You might have a fear of criticism, a fear of being seen, a fear of being visible. You will have your own set of unique self-sabotaging techniques. Yes, even if you've been going for years and years of therapy. And it's just because you're human. There's always something new to uncover about yourself, always something new to learn about yourself. So my advice, just accept it. Accept that you are going to have this happen because it happens to everyone. But look at it from a place of curiosity. So instead of thinking, I'm so stupid, I shouldn't have done that, or I'm so scared, how stupid am I? (laughs) Rather than thinking that, come from the point of view of, well, that's interesting. I wonder why I did that. And just keep working on this. You really don't have to be perfect. I can absolutely promise you, I am a long way from perfect and I've grown my business. And now, you know, here I am helping you. The third thing that I've learned in four years of counselling is about embracing failure. The only way that you can learn how to do something is by doing it. And that involves making mistakes and getting things wrong. And it happens with everything. You literally cannot escape from this either. So you didn't, (laughs) so as a child, you didn't just get up and start speaking fluently or you didn't just stand up and start walking around. No, you kept falling over and banging your head loads of times. I bet that you couldn't just start baking perfect cakes or get into a car and start driving or start counselling without going through a learning process that involved, involved trio work and going and having a placement. Part of that learning process is about learning from the mistakes that you make. And some of the biggest and the most important lessons come from making these mistakes. So I would say to you, reframe your mistakes and use them as learning opportunities. So if you said that you were going to post every day on social media and you didn't, well, you could go down a negative cycle of, oh my God, I'm so useless. I can't do this. I can't do anything right. I should have done it. And, you know, rather than doing that, I would suggest that maybe you explore what happened. So why didn't you post five times a day? Could it be that you had unrealistic expectations about the time that it might take you, about the time that you had available? If so, next time and in the future, just post three times a week. Could it be that you had unrealistic, I can't say it, unrealistic expectations about yourself? Maybe you underestimated how fearful you are of posting on social media and how fearful you are of being criticised. Work on this and plan what you're going to do if something like that happens. So handle these blocks and try again. Learn from your failure and it's just going to make you stronger. And the fourth thing that I've noticed from the four years that I've worked with counsellors is that you give too much. I see so many counsellors giving too much. You're so wonderful and generous and it's a wonderful quality But it's a little bit of a balancing act, isn't it? Because it sounds like a nice thing, giving and helping, but it can get out of balance because being kind is one thing, but not valuing yourself and your time is another. So if you're still volunteering long after qualifying, if you're charging a really low fee, 
maybe you're offering too many concessions or maybe you're maybe you have boundaries but you find it hard to enforce those boundaries because making boundaries is really easy isn't it enforcing boundaries is hard so maybe you're not taking payment when people cancel last minute or maybe and i see this a lot or maybe you're always putting the needs of the client first and disregarding your own needs. So an example of this might be that you agree to an appointment time that's just inconvenient to you. Does that sound like you at all? Because if it does, you deserve better because it's okay to charge a good fee. It's okay to not offer concessions. It's okay to enforce boundaries. Your needs are every bit as important as anybody else's. And this is important because burnout is real. So if you struggle with this, repeat this affirmation with me. Are you ready? I serve, I deserve. I serve, I deserve. Keep saying it. Say it every day. Say it every morning. Write it down. Repeat it. I serve, I deserve. So these are four things that I've learned about counsellors in the four years that I've been working with you. Basically, you're too hard on yourself. <laughs> you expect yourself to be some kind of superhuman, that you can master new skills in the blink of an eye, or that you have no fears at all, or that you can never fail, and that your needs don't matter. But look, the truth is, you know far more than you give yourself credit for. You make a positive difference in clients' lives far more than you give yourself credit for. Yes, even without a massive long list of CPD, you need exactly the same things as any other person. You need kindness, you need respect, you need a break sometimes, and you need an income. And you can make your practice into whatever you want it to be, whether that's a few clients, or a full-time income, or something in between. And your counselling skills can be used to bring in a second stream of income too. So again, repeat after me, I serve, I deserve. I serve, I deserve. I serve, I deserve. Okay, so that's it for me today. I really hope that this has helped you. Now, I'd love to connect with you and the best place to find me are either on Instagram, if you have a look for Grow Your Private Practice, which is all lowercase, no spaces. And you'll also find me on LinkedIn, just search for Jane Travis and come and say hi. So that's it. Have an absolutely brilliant week and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there I'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye